Good morning. It's seven minutes after nine o'clock. We got this report last week about the state of the economy and how great it is. And I keep telling you things are not as good as they look. And I keep telling you a recession is coming and it, it, it hasn't hit. And there are reasons for that. And I will explain them to you. Uh, and it's important that you uh, that you understand this because you don't want to be caught with your pants down. You don't want to be caught thinking, oh, the economy is going to be fine when in fact it won't. I'll give you some details on that about uh, 20 minutes from now. Uh, in the meantime, so we finally, we got a new Speaker of the House, and the Democrats have, well, they've had a, a look at uh, Representative Mike Johnson, and apparently they're not too impressed. Um, this is from... Um, MRC TV. If you don't go to MRC TV and CNS News, you don't know what you're missing. They are really, really great, especially MRC TV because they they capture the video and the audio of the mainstream media, and uh, and and you you get proof positive of the insanity of the left. Um, Eric Schneider has this piece on their coverage of the new Speaker of the House. And, boy, you know, by the time they got through, Brian, I was thinking uh, he's everything but a child rapist. Of course, yeah. Oh, He's an extremist. Oh, terrible. Here we go. You could hear it in their voices. They just couldn't hide it. The House finally has a new speaker this morning. House lawmakers elected Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana as the 56th Speaker of the House. He's a conservative ally of former President Donald Trump and a low-ranking member of the GOP leadership team. As for Speaker Johnson himself, he is arguably the most ideological conservative person to serve as speaker since Newt Gingrich. She thought after all the complaining they did that they would be happy, but no, all the leftist media could do was criticize. He supports a nationwide abortion ban with few exceptions. He is not in favor of protections for same-sex marriage and voted to overturn the 2020 election, recruiting members to challenge the results. As he headed into the chamber, I asked if he would acknowledge Trump lost. Do you acknowledge that Trump lost the election? I think we'll be unified today. I'm excited about it. He didn't answer. It's funny because when Democratic Kim Jeffries was made House Minority Leader, there is a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of Donald Trump. The Russians interfered with his election. ABC's Rachel Scott just didn't seem to care about his denial of the legitimacy of the 2016 elections. I mean, Jeffries was just historic. Uh, Definitely, George. Congressman Hakeem Jeffries of New York, now the new Democratic leader. He's the first black lawmaker to lead a party of Congress. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will remain in Congress, but she's stepping away from leadership, officially passing the torch in a statement. She says this new generation of leaders reflects the diversity of our great nation, George. She didn't even bring it up, but Rachel Scott didn't keep bringing it up with Johnson. Okay, I found 
Virginia Fox for North Carolina. Ah, yes. How nasty of Representative Virginia Fox to want to move on. Even CNN's John King was very upset by Fox. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that one Congresswoman Fox said, shut up. <laughs> right. Yes. Shut up. It, yes. It's, it's anti-democratic. Yes. They are anti-democratic. They simply are. That's a fact. Uh, and they're anti-free speech. They're anti-question. They don't like questions that they don't like. They don't want to answer questions that they don't like. Well, sorry. Uh, welcome to America. Of course, King was silent and didn't welcome Joe Biden to America in 2022 when Joe Biden called Fox's Peter Ducey. What a stupid son of a bitch. All for asking a question. And strangely, The View had a different take back then as well. You should acknowledge he's human. Because that happens sometimes when people ask you endless stupid questions from one particular place. Uh, and sometimes you just lose it for a second. See, you know, Joe's just human and it's totally different with Fox. Because that is unacceptable. <laughs> and that little nasty lady in the front needs to get out of office. She needs to be removed, but not Biden. I, I wonder why the reactions are so different. Speaking of a different reaction, the New Republic found the new House Speaker to make a gross gaffe about his wife. And what did Johnson say that had the New Republic just clutching their pearls? I want to thank my dedicated wife of almost 25 years, Kelly. She's not here. We couldn't get a flight in time. This happened sort of suddenly. <laughs> but, but we're going to celebrate uh, soon. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees in prayer to the Lord. And um, she's a little worn out. We all are. I want to thank our children, Michael and Hannah and Abby and Jack and Will. The author made no attempt to explain how this was gross and crass. But of course, what's really crass and gross is them sexualizing the idea of a woman praying to Jesus. But don't expect the leftist media to grasp that. I mean, that would be like expecting Jake Tapper and the CNN team to grasp maps this week. Whereas and Clarissa officials say road repairs were needed before the crucial aid could pass through. Yeah, I don't think you have those cities placed right. Well, it's better than the graphic they ran with a couple years ago, which actually erased Israel from the map completely and gave us Palestina. Maybe the folks at CNN are just borderline incompetent. When they aren't wiping Israel off the map or moving cities, CNN keeps itself busy by making kidnapping by Hamas terrorists sound like a visit to an Airbnb. But the fact that she's saying she was held underground for more than two weeks, um, that there was shampoo, there was antibiotics, there was a guard per hostage in the experience she had, uh, that there were medics and paramedics, and obviously she is elderly, the other woman who was released also elderly and had medical needs, and that they had the medicine needed, and if not, something uh, similar to replace it. Um, it is pretty stunning. Now in their defense, CNN usually gives terrorists some great Yelp reviews. Not getting any reviews by the media is the members of the squad in Congress. Since the October 7th Hamas massacre of Israeli civilians, House Democratic members of the squad have been rabid in their anti-Israeli posturing. So, of course, the big three networks instead dutifully shelter them from public scrutiny. In fact, since the attack, they have not received even a second of airtime on the evening newscasts, which is kind of strange because they really used to be fascinated by AOC. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's gown came with a message. Can you see that? It says, the tax, tax the rich. I'm Eric Schneider from RCTV asking you not to be silent, but take action against the leftist media. Go to our homepage and hit the donate button. There you go, and it's well worth it. Uh, but just a little bias in the coverage of everything from the speaker to Israel. 
And you wonder why people in this country don't know what's going on. You wonder how they could possibly be so ignorant. And now you know. It's the media. It's education. It's the left. They just screw everything up. 874-9390. Toll free numbers 800-529-5572. So I keep telling you the economy is, is headed into a recession. We can't continue this pace. And yet you get reports like, geez, almost 5% GDP. Whoa, what a growth, what a growth spurt. Well, I'm going to tell you part of why it hasn't fallen apart yet and why it will. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. Yesterday, we learned the GDP rose at nearly 5% in the third quarter, beating expectations. Wow. Nearly half of that growth came from consumer spending. Caddy, I, um, I, I wouldn't have believed, I mean, the, the number came across, I thought it was a mistake. I really did, or the first breaking news, because we just don't, that's, you know, we used to see stuff like that, what, in the 60s, a couple, couple times in the 80s, but that's, uh, that's extraordinarily well. Here, here's the $1,000 question. I mean, you compare the United States economy to Britain's economy, to France's economy, to any economies across the world in the West, and we're doing so much better. There's no doubt about it. And yet, uh, you look at the polls, and Joe Biden is getting no credit for this well, at all. Actually, he should be getting some credit for it because he spent money we didn't have to create it. A uh, piece in the Wall Street Journal says the pandemic gave Americans the opportunity to stockpile savings, and many are still benefiting from that cushion. Then they give an example of uh, a couple with three kids. They've got, uh, between the two of them, uh, an income of under 150 grand a year. They qualified for every round of pandemic stimulus relief checks, got $14,000. They also netted 10000 plus through the expanded child tax credit payments. And because of the pandemic and working at home, they didn't have to put the kids in daycare, uh, saved another $8,000 over four months. You kind of get the idea what I'm, where we're headed here. They're, they're, they got all of this money. And, I mean, that's a substantial amount of money. And now people are buying. And here's the other thing. They see these prices going up. You know, they watched a few months ago when prices were really skyrocketing. And they're thinking to themselves, well, maybe I should buy now. Well, there is, there's a downside to all this. And it's that money won't be there forever. Uh, it will run out. This is like, you know how they always tell you about uh, sugar gives you a sugar high and then a crash? Well, we're still wrapping up the sugar high. And when, when that money runs out, the spending will cease. And that's going to put the dent in the economy that we're, you know, that we're all concerned about. I would, I would, I would love it. If we didn't have the recession and there is a way to prevent it. If the government stops overspending. We can ease out of this. But of course they won't. They just keep creating new government bureaucracies coming up with new. Oh, excuse me. Uh, they keep coming up with new government plans, new government employees. <clears throat> and.
and spending more money on uh, more goofy studies. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's just a never-ending surge of spending. And the net result here is we're not going to ease our way out of this. It's not going to happen. So when I tell you it's coming, I, I'm, t- I am, uh, I'm absolutely positive that it is. <clears throat> and here's what you need to do. You need to prepare yourself. You need to start shoveling your way out of debt. If you've got any of that stimulus money, pay off as much credit as you can because credit card debt is going up. Uh, Car loans uh, defaulting. The money is quickly disappearing. And if people aren't going to be able to buy, then nobody is going to have to make. And if nobody has to make, jobs disappear. It's just an economic fact of life. So when I tell you this is coming, believe me, it is really going to hit. And it is going to be a recession because the administration won't help. They steadfastly won't help. Uh, And they keep, they keep, oh, for gosh sakes, I got every... Everything on here in the studio, Brian, that will, will make noise, I have, I've, I've, I've got on. Uh, anyway, um, this is just going to keep hurting the economy more and more. All right, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. We have um, an administration that is so wrapped up in, in, in this global warming canard that they are quite literally driving up the price of everything you own. I mean, we, we talk about inflation. It's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse even when it comes to owning a home. The, the rules that they're making that the administration is enforcing, that they're, they're trying to force on us, simply make home ownership less affordable. Every appliance you buy is going to be more expensive and operating them will be more expensive because of Biden and these Democrats who are just so wrapped up uh, in, in this green energy thing. By the way, there's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal about um, the bailouts that are coming. But the Daily Caller has a piece that says, Biden's green agenda is making every part of owning a home more expensive. The financial burden of the Biden administration policies targeting household appliances is $9,166 in new costs for average Americans per home. Um, they, they just, literally, ceiling fans. They want to regulate ceiling fans. Gas furnaces, water heaters, air conditioners. When one of these things fail in your house and you go out to replace them, they'll be more expensive. But that's not all. So is the electricity. So is the electricity. It's going to be more expensive. 
and you know you throw in the demand for powering up battery powered cars and all the other nonsense and you you're going to rack up a hell of a bill uh, Jack Spencer is a senior research fellow for energy and environmental policy at the Center for Energy, Climate, and Environment uh, over at the Heritage Foundation. He says any government-imposed efficiency mandate creates a burden for American families and businesses for many reasons. Uh, he says, uh, first, it removes economic flexibility. Well, some families and businesses may prefer to pay more up front to achieve longer-term savings. Others may decide their limited financial resources might be better applied to other priorities like food or housing. And then by mandating that Americans buy certain products, like policies that undermine the incentive for firms to produce efficient products at competitive prices. In other words, if there's not a less expensive product, that that uh, is available to buy, maybe not as efficient. You have to buy the efficient model that the government insists you buy. They don't have any reason to try and make it less expensive because you have to buy it. They introduced a new rule in July for higher efficiency standards for water heaters that use uh, heat pumps. And it would require new gas heat pumps to use uh, a condensing technology uh, to meet their standards. The higher efficiency standards would force you to purchase a model totaling around $2,800 more expensive. It it goes on and on. Gas stoves, uh, everything making it harder for you to survive and taking away choices they don't they don't seem to appreciate choice they they want you to live the way they want you to live and they're going to take away any choice any opportunity you have uh to buy what you want to buy it's it's part of their religion uh, they And their excuses were doing it for the good of the world. It's for the greater good. Uh, it's just wasting your money. I, I, there was a, uh, I, I read an article there. So one of the places I go, you know I'm a car guy, I love cars, uh, that I go to is a place called Car Buzz. And if you're into cars and you want to hear the latest information, that's a great place to go. And they were lamenting that Major auto manufacturers that make cars for third world countries often make the cars without all the safety gadgetry that the federal government mandates. They may have uh, cars with no airbags, uh, not, they don't have ABS brakes. They're perfectly good cars, they just don't have all that extra safety equipment. What they, and they were grousing about this. Well, how dare these car manufacturers produce these cars? Is it because they're just third world countries and they don't care how they live? No, they're, they're, they were offering up choices. Third world countries, they don't have as much money. They want to buy a dependable car that's better than what they have. Here's an opportunity to do it. If we load up all of these new government mandated safety devices, you can no longer afford to buy the car. Choice is being taken away. It's, it's being, uh, you know, it, it, it's deemed inappropriate uh, 
Because, as we always say, you're too stupid to make those choices on your own. So life's going to get more expensive, not less. Up against the clock, quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.35. Uh, Representative Eric Burleson is going to be with us in about 10 minutes. We'll get an update on what happened last week in Washington and what to expect this week in Washington. And uh, we'll take phone calls, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. I was talking about all these uh, green energy uh, burdens that uh, are, are costing us uh, in our homes. Thousands of dollars uh, to, re- to replace our... Uh, our appliances with green energy efficient appliances and choices being taken away. <clears throat> the Wall Street Journal, uh, Alyssa Finley has a, a, a piece about this green energy um, that it, it, it's costing in other ways as well. Uh, and when we say in other ways, I mean taxpayer dollars. Um, Ford Motor Company lost three plus billion dollars in the first nine months of this year on electric vehicles. Three billion dollars. And the other auto manufacturers are suffering the the, the same fate. Nobody is, uh, save for um, uh, Elon Musk, doing real well with battery-powered cars. So the government is going to step in and they're going to underwrite these uh, these uh, uh, battery-powered cars and wind uh, and solar panels and all that stuff with your tax dollars. So not only are your appliances going to be more expensive, but your tax bill is going to be higher. And the government isn't going to back down. They're not going to say, well, you know, we've thrown good money after bad. Let's do, you know, let's stop while we're behind. They're going to just keep throwing money at it. That's what they're doing in Europe. And companies here are already begging for, for money, tax dollars. Uh, offshore wind developers uh, tried to get uh, money to underwrite the cost uh, of, of putting up windmills. They're doing this with solar panels. They're doing this with battery-powered cars. All of this is driving up the cost of living and taking away choices. Automakers are simply out of luck with these battery-powered cars. They're, they're literally stopping. They're slowing down the manufacture of these things. Even Tesla paused plans uh, for a factory in Mexico. General Motors, uh, uh, their CEO, Mary Barra, last week scrapped the company's electric vehicle production goals. And she said it's because nobody wants it. Flagging demand. Honda scuttled plans to manufacture low-cost electric vehicles with General Motors. Um, the Mercedes uh, chief financial officer said the next uh, said uh, at the same time, I can hardly imagine the current status quo is fully sustainable for everybody. We just can't afford this nonsense. 800-529-5572-874-9390. What's going on in Washington? We'll find out. Representative Eric Burleson is going to be with us in a few minutes. 
but uh, you can send me a message also by going to GaryNolan.com. Let me get Steve in here. Steve, good morning. Hi. Hey, I thought about a year or so ago the Supreme Court ruled that the EPA couldn't mandate all these rules. That they, they had to go through a different process. No, the, what the Supreme Court said was we will no longer rely on the EPA um, when there's a dispute. In other words, the EPA comes in and says, uh, you can't build here, or you have to do this, or you have to do that. Uh, ordinarily, the government would say, well, we're going to defer to them. They're the experts. Oh, now, I thought it was, yeah. now they, they, get, uh, they don't get that. Uh, they don't get the, the deference. They have to make their case. Well, I don't think it's government's business telling companies how to make their product. If well, people I, want the product, they're going to buy the product. Yeah, I agree. But their argument is, um, this is, and this is, I hate to give you this because you're going to vomit when you hear You go, oh, God, I hate her. Uh, this is the existential threat to the entire country. And it's the government's job to protect us. So they have to do this. Well, they need to do away with these agencies. They have no business doing this. They're going to ruin, well, they've already ruined this country. Yep. I I absolutely agree. All right, Steve, thank you. Thanks a lot, Gary. All right, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Let's see. Gary, good morning. Yes, good morning. Say, you're so right. Uh, The History Channel, for about five years, been doing a series on... um, what lifted Americans out of poverty, what caused their standards of living to increase, and it was all uh, from 1900 on done on the backs of cheap, abundant energy. And the thing that bothers me more than anything, we're transferring that cheap, abundant energy to all our enemies in the world while making it so obnoxious to us at home here. Yeah, I I love the fact that China is making all these solar panels and the plants that make them are powered by coal. I mean, if solar energy was so damned efficient, they'd be solar-powered plants making solar panels. (laughs) But they're not. They don't have to do uh, anything except keep the left in power. They don't have to fire a gun or nothing that... Left will destroy us. I agree. Gary, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, All right, uh, let's find out what's going on in Washington. Uh, Wrap up last week and find out what happens this week. Representative Eric Burleson is with us. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? Good morning, Gary. How are you? I'm doing very well. A little frustrated. We're talking about uh, the green energy. Uh, There are a couple of pieces in the news about how um, Biden's uh, green energy plans are driving up the cost uh, to the tune of about $8,000 for the average American between the hot water tank and the, the ceiling fan motor requirements and the gas stove requirements. And uh, it's really... Well, and, the, and the new route, and the, the new fuel standard requirements for vehicles. Yes. Um, it, you know, his requirements on drilling and stopping any kind of oil exploration. exploration. Like, you can keep going on and on. The guy is he's driving up the cost of everything. You know what else he's driving up with that push against oil? He's driving up the profits for Russia and uh, and, and Iran. And Iran, yeah. You're absolutely right. 
this is not America first thinking. No, and he's giving OPEC the upper hand. As long as yes, they don't absolutely. have to worry. All he has to do is say, we're going to turn America loose and uh, we're going to produce whatever we can produce. And in order to dissuade Americans from investing in, in more drilling, OPEC would lower their prices. Right. Yeah, because it's all about oil futures. Uh, all right. So what's, uh, what's on the agenda for the House uh, coming up this week? So once we got a speaker in place, we, uh, Mike Johnson is quickly and aggressively going to tackle the appropriation bills along with um, doing an aid package that's separate from Ukraine, um, an, an Israeli package that does not tie, you know, hand over money to Ukraine. And so, and, and is done so with paid for dollars. So that's going to be on the docket for this week. In addition, we have the the, um, the appropriation bill for the legislative branch and the Department of Interior, um, as well as, I'm trying to remember the, the third one, but we're, we plan on bringing up three appropriation bills this week. And that if we pass all three of those bills, that would put us at eight of the 12 bills passed, which puts us in a pretty good clip to being able to pass all of them before November 17th. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I'm chairman of the board of a group called Downsize DC. And we have introduced uh, three pieces of legislation, read the bills, write the laws, one subject at a time. And uh, Rand Paul has introduced them regularly. I think, I I don't remember who, but somebody I think has introduced them in the House. Uh, Would, you know, would you do me a favor um, and take a look at those three pieces of legislation and tell me whether or not, and I don't expect you to do it right now, uh, that you'd be in favor of them. It's downsize DC. Yeah, I I can go look, but yeah, in general, I support single subject bills. Um, I support, because, and I think once you've made bills single subject, it'll be much easier for members to be able to read the bills. Um, and, and hopefully be able to do a better job of, of appropriating. That's how they, they, we get a lot of this crazy funding done is that they're able to hide it in such large bills. Yeah, well, you can no longer say, well, I had to, in order to bring home the bacon for my district, I had to approve of bringing home the bacon for the other guy's district. If it's exactly. one, if it's one, you know, one at a time, uh, you have no excuse. And I think that, that uh, helps to trim some of the spending. Peace in the Wall Street Journal uh, Representative Burleson, it says wars push up demand for weapons, sparking fears of shortages. Uh, all of the uh, arms that we're sh- uh, shipping out uh, to Israel and to um, the Ukraine, they're starting to, it's starting to add up. Uh, it, it, does the Republican Party see a place where they can, you know, pause the spending uh, and and uh, stop sending all of this stuff overseas? Yeah, you're, you're seeing a growing sentiment within the Republican House that Ukraine spending has to be, get, has to be under control, um, especially the humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Um, it's not for us to be paying for the welfare checks of Ukrainian people. Um, the United States... Um, now, it, it was one thing at the beginning of the war when we were sending them ammunitions and, and items that would probably otherwise be sent for destruction because of their age. 
that was one thing. But when when it's costing the defense of the United States or the defense of our close ally Israel or or Taiwan, then you have to put things in perspective and realize who you're, where the real fight is and where our real battle lines are. You know, if and this is my opinion, and I, I know I'm not the only one, but I think that when the Soviet Union collapsed, NATO should have gone away. And I think Putin, and don't, don't get me wrong, I don't agree with Putin, I don't like Putin, I think he's an evil despot, but he responded to the potential of missiles being placed on his border the way we did in 1962 uh, when, uh, uh, I can't think well, of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, the Cuban, yeah, yeah but Kennedy. I'm trying to think of the guys, yeah, but when they were putting uh, missiles in Cuba. Khrushchev. Khrushchev, thank you. Shouldn't, shouldn't the European countries be handling this? Isn't this their milieu, not ours? I, I agree that they should be taking the lead. Absolutely. Now, I do think the United States has a mod, and, I, and I'm, I voted against all the Ukraine funding bills, Gary. So that gives you an idea of where I stand. But I, I do believe that we we formed an agreement with Ukraine whenever they whenever they uh, took down all their nuclear weapons, and that agreement requires us to spend to, to provide three three hundred million dollars in military aid to Ukraine annually. Um, to me, that's that's our that's our commitment because it's in contract to Ukraine. Anything above that is 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 sub- subject to debate in my mind. Uh, let me move on because we only have you for a limited time, and I'm fast running out of it. Uh, I understand that uh, Speaker Johnson has uh, decided to let the impeachment inquiry continue. Um, is that a good move? It is that we have we have a, a mounting amount of evidence that the Biden family uh, has been involved in an influence peddling scheme. They have profited tens of millions of dollars, and we've already seen transactions, checks that are written to Joe Biden. Um, last two weeks ago, on Friday, it was released that there, a two hundred thousand dollar check came in to Joe Biden on the same day that Jim Biden received a two hundred thousand dollar payment from a corrupt hospital chain that was using their political influence. So I think as we continue to get access to the actual Biden family bank records, which we have not had yet, we have all the access and everything that we're seeing is are things that are outside of the Biden family's accounts and individuals um, and their transactions with the Biden family. Once we start getting the actual bank records of the Bidens, I think we're going to find out that Hunter Biden was bankrolling his father's lifestyle. Jim Biden was bankrolling his, his brother's lifestyle, probably sending money on occasion to Joe Biden. I think we're going to find that out. All right. Uh, final question. Then I have to let you go because I'm up against the clock and uh, nobody has a crystal ball. But do you uh, do you believe Joe Biden will be the nominee of the Democratic Party or do you think they'll at the last minute change horses? You know, as as the impeachment inquiry gets gets heated, I think that they're gonna they're gonna push for, to change horses. All right, which is why I think you've seen Gavin Newsom and all these other candidates bringing up because they see blood in the water. Yeah, what a loser he is, Representative Eric Burleson. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us this week. We'll chat with you next week. Yes, can't wait, Gary. Thank you. All right, take care. Glad to have you on. Up against the clock. Quick break. Gary Nolan Zimmer Radio Network. It's five minutes to ten. 
Glad to have you with us on the Gary Nolan Show. Brian sent me a photograph of himself, and I, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. Which one? I send so many, you know. Well, the one that says, damn. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that was a recent photo, too. Yeah, I see that. And, <laughs> and what a fine set of tooth you have in this picture. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> what what is, <laughs> what was the point? It's actually uh, the character from Mad Magazine. Yeah, I, we, Gary and I, talked many times about when we were kids, magazines that we used to, to look at. And this was one of our favorites, as I recall. Yes. I like the back page, of course, the, fold, where you have the, the fold in, yeah. the fold out, if you will. Well, it's the fold in. Uh, every, yes. Playboy had the fold out. Mad <laughs> Magazine had the fold in. And uh, it was clever. The, yeah, the uh, picture of the newest Mad Magazine is uh, Mad spelled backwards, which, of course, is damn. And then <laughs> down below it says, I'm old. Yes, me worry. <laughs> he's, but he's, what me worry was the yeah. positioning statement way back when. Yeah, what a great parody. Um Anyway, uh, gee, now I've lost. Uh, I've lost. I saw the. What about Noah's Ark? You're, te you're telling me they found yeah, Noah's Ark. Yeah, I saw a lot of articles this weekend saying that Noah's Ark has been found, and it's like, oh, this again. <laughs> and I clicked on it, and archaeologists have found what they believe to be a five thousand year old boat, uh, well, boat shaped mound in Turkey. And uh, as we oftentimes joke about our trip to Iran and Turkey to yeah, this, find this, this the isn't going to this makes our trip worthless. We don't need yeah, to go now. We don't need to go, which is good news because it's kind of uh, troubling to go in that area of the world. I was looking forward to that trip. I, I really was. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm thinking what we ought to do is change our travel plans uh, right on the Gaza-Israeli border. Yeah, that would be a great place to uh, you know take pictures and this see what's happening. There's some really inexpensive real estate we might want to invest. Right. Uh, and then we'd just take a bicycle trip through there. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. we have, wouldn't have any issues at all. People uh, are really friendly over there, too. <laughs> yeah. That, this could be a fun ride. <laughs> pedal, pedal your derriere off there, boy. I'll tell you. Oh, boy. All right. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. The Tax Foundation has uh, released an annual ranking of state business tax climates, pieces in the uh, Wall Street Journal. And they said that there is a yawning gap between the winners and losers. The best performers ease commerce by foregoing major taxes. I've been after the state of Missouri to get rid of the income tax and the personal property tax. And uh, I know that... Uh, at least two of the gubernatorial candidates on the Republican side are in favor of doing just this, getting rid of uh, both of these uh, heinous taxes. What they've discovered is that um, major corporations and entrepreneurs are leaving the coastal cities. I'll tell you where they're going. I'll tell you where other Americans are going from Democrat cities, too. That'll be next, and that may affect us here in Missouri. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio. This is the Gary Nolan Show.